Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the JRPG Report. This is going to be episode 95. It is uh, January 23rd as of this recording. I want to welcome all you guys back to your weekly JRPG Fix. And we've got a great show for you guys here today. Again, I want to give a not only a shout-out to all you listeners by way of the podcast, but um, also a shout-out to anyone watching on YouTube as we've got the video going over there. We try to put that out uh, around the same time as the podcast. It does take a little bit longer to get the video all together. I want to remind you guys that you can follow us on Facebook. All the stories that I talk about today will be linked over there. Um, you can find us very easily, just JRPG Report. Uh, we're also on Twitter now, at JRPG Report. So if you guys want to give us a follow, I try to put all the stuff over there as well, as long as some other fun things that uh, you can only find in the Twitter sphere. You guys, well, some of you guys know all about that stuff. And of course, we are on YouTube as well, JRPG Report. So give us a follow, a like, tweet, all that fun stuff all over the place. Um, first thing I guess we would like to talk about, and uh, that has to be Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC launched this week. Um, a slew of fans, uh, <laughs> the uh, thumbnail suggests that this, they lost their remind this week. And uh, there's been quite the positive uh, feedback from what I've seen. Uh, some of my friends who are playing it are certainly enjoying it. And if you are as well, that's awesome. Let's talk about uh, not only it a little bit, but uh, one of the other announcements that came about at that time. So first, uh, here's some of the new things that we found out right before uh, it launched. And uh, that is, the, there's some new features. One of which is called what's called data greeting. Choose a character and location to take your favorite photographs. Each character's facial expression, pose, and angle can be chosen. You can create a special photograph all your own. There is now a slideshow feature. You can play a slideshow of the photographs you took with background music. And uh, you can then make an original album unlike anything in the world. There's now the premium menu. So they say with pro codes, you can freely set various restrictions to battle with. Score points by winning against specific bosses and the like. And we reach a certain amount of points. Your rank will increase. Uh, these are some of the pro codes that are shown in this screenshot that was accompanying it. There's the default status, zero defense, HP and MP slip, no shot locks, no cure, no battle items, no links, uh, no form changes, slash grand magic, no attractions, no team attacks. So these are literally pro codes for a reason you've got to be uh, on it to even come close to trying to do some of these things this is way above my skill level <laughs> needless to say um one of the things that came out a couple of days before there were some announcements um that quote they had two development teams going on this kingdom hearts and a new title is coming surprisingly soon more on that in just a moment um this was a 13 questions of darkness q a that was posted on the japanese kingdom hearts twitter account um one of those two teams was going to release a title surprisingly soon the q a uh, reads that while traditional kingdom hearts may take some time the kingdom hearts union x team will be making an unexpected announcement tomorrow more than a second Furthermore, in addition to Kingdom Hearts 3 and Kingdom Hearts Union X teams, two new teams are currently at work, and one of those titles is coming. Um, they also touched on the potential of future updates after the launch of Remind and Download content. They said, quote, we don't have any updates planned at this time, but if something comes up in the future, then we will deal with it. As for downloadable content, Remind is the first and the last 
we're already working on the next title. We kind of saw this a few weeks or months ago, I guess it's been now, that there are already working on that next title. Nobody knows. I I don't think it's Kingdom Hearts 4, per se, as far as like a continuation of a Sora storyline. I feel like it's going to be maybe a new uh, title in the series, but I have I have no clue what, <laughs> what to base that off of. It said, finally, where Kingdom Hearts games in the past were expanded through the release of Final Mix version, Kingdom Hearts 3 expanded through updates and upcoming downloadable content and asked about the Final Mix version. They had this to say. Currently, there are no concrete plans for a Final Mix release. If it appears on new platforms in the future, then that's a possibility. But I'm not thinking about whether or not it becomes a Final Mix. Obviously, that's saying that, you know, if we get some sort of master copy on PS5, will it be called a Final Mix? And that's certainly possible. Um, as to what they were talking about, this new one, it is called Pronix, or Project Xenort. It is a new Kingdom Hearts experience for iOS and Android. And it is surprisingly soon. It is due out in spring 2020 with an app purchases. The tagline for the game asks, why did he become the seeker of darkness? That is all we know about at this time. So that new project is, uh, well, it's coming from the mobile team. So they're making another mobile game. Not sure if that is a worldwide release or if that's, they're just talking about spring 2020 in Japan. We'll dive more into that uh, as we find out. Uh, Kingdom Hearts... With the release of Kingdom Hearts Remind, there was also some uh, updates versions. Uh, 1.07 and 1.09 are now available as well. They uh, include the new Keyblades Oathkeeper and Oblivion, as well as new forms, abilities, updated menus, modified cutscenes, and various other bug fixes. So that's all good stuff that's uh that's all the kingdom hearts news <laughs> that i have i don't suspect we're going to hear a whole lot out of this series um anytime soon that would i, I believe remind kind of will close the the door on kingdom hearts 3 they said that there's no more dlc and at 29.99 i'm thinking that there shouldn't be anymore that uh that should be all there is about that we have some other news to get to um this one came out last friday and uh, i was sitting at uh up at work and kind of uh, obviously working but i had the uh pack south live stream up because there was going to be a special panel um from nis america and we we're kind of speculating on what big announcements they were. Uh, they were their special segment they were doing was like well, well, a making of a port. So we're like, oh, well, you know, with a title like that, that's certainly something that could be interesting. Uh, there's a couple games that we would really like to hear about from NS America and what they are working on. What we definitely got was that Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel is coming to PC via Steam. Um, on March the 23rd, publisher NS America announced at PAX South 2020, the PC version is supported by Engine Software and PH3 Games. Users who purchased the PC version before March 30th will receive free cosmetical, cosmetic downloadable content as a bonus. Um, so that was... Uh, there's been a lot of users wondering when uh, when that PC version was going to come out. And I'm pretty sure it's March 23rd. That's the same day as the Switch version is coming out. And I believe they announced, I've lost that story, but I believe they also announced that the Switch version would include all the DLC that has been included uh, in that release as well. Although, at a, especially compared to PC, had a drastically lower resolution uh the other announcement that we got as well was that ns america will release a physical edition for game freaks little town hero for switch this spring 
Uh, pre-orders for the, quote, Big Idea Edition, unquote, of Little Town Story are currently available on the NS America online store. Um, remember, the uh, digital copy went for twenty four ninety nine. This physical copy is going to go for forty nine ninety nine. Of course, you get the copy of the game, the Life in the Village art book, Is It Does It poster, Defender Duo lapel pin set, Town Tunes official soundtrack, and of course, the all important collector's box. Uh, this was, it was kind of odd that, uh, that this announcement actually came a few days later, but they, um, well, I guess this wasn't NIS America that, <laughs> um, did not release this one. This one came out, uh, from Game Freak that there will be a PlayStation four version coming for this as well. In addition to the already released switch version, um, it is going to come out April 23rd in Japan. There is no use uh, yet on a uh, potential Western release for it, but it does open the door. This this game has uh, had some mixed reactions to it. I don't think people have been too crazy about it. Then again, it's twenty four ninety nine, so it's not a full you know a full priced game either. I'm thinking maybe once it does come to PS4, if I could get it on sale, that might be something that I would be interested in. Uh, they spent a lot of time during that live stream talking about Yeez eight for PC. Now, uh, NS America didn't have the best track record with its localization for Yeez eight. Um, uh, PC or I think switch was particularly not handled. Well, they're still working on it guys. Um, they released a major update, um, that improves graphics, performance, stability, input and user interface and adds what they call an experimental local co-op mode to it. So there is a, a huge, huge list of things that they are, uh, that they are working on. Um, so they're 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 still working on trying to fix it now. Is that going to change your opinion of when it was released and all the problems that it had at that time? Probably not. However, it is good that they didn't just say, "Okay, we're done with it," and uh, that was it. Well, that live stream, what? Well, at least myself and. M- nearly everyone in the <laughs> chat section that was watching it were hoping for a trails of cold steel four uh western release date perhaps even a yeez nine release date both of these games are out in japan um no mention not even i i really feel like it would have been nice to even know that they were hey you know we know everybody wants this. We're we're working on it, guys. We are. We're just not ready to make a release date yet. At, basically acted as if those games didn't <laughs> even exist. Um, I am assuming that they have the rights to, to do those games. But there was no, uh, no mention of those two ones that, like I said, everybody was literally like, Oh boy, here it comes, here it comes, we're going to get it. So, not hearing it there, it could definitely be, I I hope we're not waiting until E3 to get a release date for those two games, Uh, but you know, you're talking about five months from now, so if they did wait that long, I would have to imagine that it's going to be a sooner release date sometime this year. But that's all the information I can give you on uh, on those. Um, Capcom announced the 2020 roadmap for <laughs> roadmap for both the console and PC versions of Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion. The roadmap also comes with the announcement that updates across console and PC will sync, starting with release of 13.5 update in April. So yeah, there is uh, quite a few. Updates that are all coming out. You can check out the Facebook page for all that information. Um, 
but yeah, they've got, uh, through June, um, talking about all the different things that they're doing and updating quite a few, mostly just, um, fixes, but there's some definite variant monsters coming out, uh, new event quests, updates, uh, Here's one in May that's saying the return of a fan favorite monster. Um, so yeah, lots of good stuff. If you want to check that out, be more than welcome to on the old Facebook page. Uh, a story came out uh, from the latest issue of V Jump with comments from Monster Hunt from <laughs> Monster Hunt from Dragon Quest Monsters series producer Taishi Inuzuka. Regarding the latest entry in this series, if you recall back, they were definitely already working on that next Dragon Quest Monsters um, title to come out. But then here are his comments. (laughs) Quote, the new Dragon Quest Monsters. I want to say something high-spirited, but at the moment I really can't. Quote, I want to do something about it, but it feels like the more I work on it, the more those efforts end in vain. It's like taking three steps forward and two steps back. Uh, This year is packed with good games, so please play them at your leisure while being patient with this one. So uh, they might have got this poor poor guy on, on a bad day because these, if you are a Dragon Quest Monsters fan, and you are looking for the next entry in this series, this sounds bad, (laughs) to say the least. Um, It doesn't sound like it's coming out this year. It doesn't sound like it's coming along very well. Um, We know it's coming because we saw those images a while back that it was going to be about uh, Eric and Mia from Dragon Quest Eleven. So it's not like they don't know what they're doing, but... Um, I don't know. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't sound good. Um, we'll just have to wait and see how this one kind of plays out. The, the monsters sub series is something I've never got into, but I know a lot of people enjoy those. So comments like these were not what you want to hear, uh, for sure. Uh, there's also news about Dragon Quest builders from, uh, their producer, Takuma Sarasashi and uh, said we're working on a different game from it we're working on a game different for Dragon Quest Builders please wait a bit longer or rather just a while longer until the announcement so I don't think we're talking about Dragon Quest Builders 3 anytime soon maybe uh, taking a break from that uh, line for just a little bit uh, there was a also in V Jump. There was a newly announced Digimon Survive characters, uh, Suji Kayama and Lotman, as well as a smartphone camera feature that can be used to spot hidden Digimon and items. Uh, Suji is a first-year high school student who joins the camp as a helper, as someone with a serious personality who is older than the others. He tries to protect his friends. Uh, Lotmon is a beast-type monster with an innocent and childlike personality. (laughs) And the camera function says, By holding up your smartphone, you can see things that are not normally visible, including hidden items and monsters. Digimon Survive is due out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC worldwide in 2020. Uh, In Japan, it's only going to come out for PS4 and Switch. Uh, We've reached about the halfway point. I've got a few more news stories to talk about. And I didn't tease this at the very beginning, but you will want to wait until the end as I have got my, um, let's call it the top 10 most highly James uh, anticipated JRPGs uh, that should come out in 2020. But you'll have to wait until the end to hear that. But Let's just take a quick break here on the JRPG Report. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 95. 
I'm your host, James Fisher. And don't forget, you can join us each and every week. New episodes typically come out on Thursdays. Sometimes we get a few things, and uh, Wednesday looks like it's a little better to record. Of course, it always just depends on what we've got to talk about. And this week was just fine. Um, there, uh, each year, of course, there is the Tales of Festival, and this year it's going to be June 13th and 14th at the uh, Yokohama Arena in Yokohama, Japan, Bandai Namco announced to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the Tales series with the fans. The theme of this year's event will be, quote, support, unquote. Bandai Namco also announced a Tales of Orchestra concert 25th anniversary to be held at the <clears throat> Pacifico Yokohama National Convention Hall later on September 5th. It will feature a special program to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the Tales of series. Um, have to imagine this is the 25th anniversary, so maybe... Let's see, this is June 13th and 14th, so that's right around when E3 is going to be at, so um, I guess... Depending on which one actually ends up coming first is when we'll know more about Tales of Arise. But uh, I don't think we'll get anything new out of this one this year. But that is a cool event that they do every year for the fans. Uh, Level 5 has announced a new trailer for Snack World, the Dungeon Crawl Gold, dubbed Let's Get Looting. The trailer introduces kingdoms to the kingdom of Tutti Frutti, where you can create your own hero, complete quests in randomized dungeons, and earn loot. You can play locally or online with other players. Snack World, the Dungeon Crawl Gold, is due out for Switch on February 14th in North America and Europe. It came out back in April of 2018 in Japan. Interesting. <laughs> looking game to say the least but it does look like a lot of fun uh we got a new trailer for fairy tale from publisher koi tecmo and developer gust and this one is introducing the town of magnolia as it has been recreated in the game so first look at uh this new created town looks pretty awesome fairy tale is due out on march 19th for pc via steam worldwide and ps4 and switch Europe and Japan, PlayStation 4 and Switch on March 20th in North America. Looking forward to this one. The more I see of it, the better it gets. Uh, we've got the last uh, new... <laughs> we already got all the trailers for Trials of Mana, and now we have the final series of... Uh, the last of these three trailers spotlighting the main characters... Um, this one focuses on Hawkeye, the noble thief, and Rees, I guess that's how you say her name, R-I-E-S-Z, the highborn capital of Lawrence Amazon Guard. So you guys can check out that new trailer. Um, it's over on the Facebook page. As always, of course, these trailers are interesting as it shows what it would be like to have these two characters as the three, one of the threes that you choose for your party. Um, of course, the outcomes are all different based on not only who you choose as your main character, but as the other two in your party. Got some information about um, a winter update for Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. This update will launch on February 3rd. And a demo for the Switch version of the game will follow the next day on February 4th. Publisher Bandai Namco announced at the latest Tengeki PlayStation Live stream. This update will include a new scenario and dungeon. The main characters are trying to take on a new quest, but trouble occurs in that... Oh, gosh. Arphasis, I guess that's how it's pronounced, is hardly able to speak. Apparently it has something to do with this new quest. The new dungeon, Abyss Dungeon, is a random dungeon where your level starts from the beginning, allowing you to test your abilities. You will level up, acquire skills, collect items, and aim to clear the dungeon's 50 floors. 
that's uh <laughs> that's an interesting way to try to uh try to do that um golly that sounds challenging so yeah that new uh sword art online fatal bullet winner update will launch february 3rd you can check it out on the switch demo the next day on february 4th there is a new 30 minute um I won't say trailer, but it's a new video for Death End Request 2. And it shows a lot of dialogue mostly in this one, but um, there is some gameplay as well. So you can check out the link to that, of course, on the Facebook page. Um, I think I've even got I think I got on Twitter as well. Um, if you are interested in checking that out for yourself and seeing if it's a game that you're going to look forward to or not. We've gotten a ton of information about uh, Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers, and uh, this is going to add to it as there is a new uh, nearly 40 minutes of footage that was released during the latest Ngeki PlayStation live stream. This one featured the recently detailed uh, Okinawa City and its jail. Uh, of course, the game is due out February 20th, 2020 in Japan. Uh, the first 10 minutes is just exploring around the town of uh, Okinawa. And then the next uh, 16 minutes are all in the jail. Whereas the final 12 minutes say that they are challenging. Oh, goodness. Let me try to get this name right. Heka Ton Sherry's on hard difficulty in the Okinawa jail. So a sounds like a pretty challenging a boss fight for an action RPG to go on for 12 minutes. Game is looking uh, spectacular, and uh, I'm hoping we will get some sort of Western release date after this one comes out uh, in less than a month in Japan. Uh, also, had a quick question um, that I posted on. I completely forgot about this one. So. Um, let's talk about it. I posted a question on the Facebook page today, um, asking what are, what's the biggest question you have about Final Fantasy seven remake or your biggest fear or both. And so let's read through. We had a couple of people, uh, respond. So we'll go ahead and read, uh, read <laughs> a couple of their comments. Some are a little longer than others. So, uh, first we'll go. With uh, Hans, he said, the biggest question is why not go multi-platform instead of exclusive? And I'm guessing that's just from a a technical standpoint. Um, It is a PlayStation exclusive as well, so I guess they bought the rights to that for one year. Um, I have no doubt that it could make its way onto PC, and then therefore Xbox One, or I guess by this point we're talking about the next Xbox um, but yeah, I believe as far as exclusive, I believe that was, um, cash <laughs> is why, um, uh, PlayStation, uh, backed the truck up to square Enix with the, uh, truck full of cash and said, uh, that's ours for a year. Uh, his biggest fear are microtransactions. Isn't that the biggest fear with everything? Um, I can definitely see costumes, um, you know, uh, even like you know uh cold steel is bad about like the level microtransactions of course none of it is necessary and it just makes it easier but that is just a part of of gaming in uh in this new connected world that we live in uh see dalton he says, my biggest question is how are they going to flesh out the world and expand it? I mean, a whole game in Megar is, uh, well, it's a family program. <laughs> we won't necessarily use the name that he used. Um, yeah, that is that's my biggest fear as well is you've got a game that they say, quote, is as big as the original, but just in Midgar. And I just don't see it. I can see they could stretch out to 40 hours. Um, now, we're not going to know anything until this game comes out if that is truly just Midgar or if it's um, 
let's say if it's you know the surrounding towns and, and up to that first cave and first couple little towns you know wh- is that where it's going to end at actually it's not going to just be at the uh at the city gates and you're finally leaving but Migar is certainly big enough but for me to say that you let's say you know 80 hours is what you maybe the first time play through you're going to explore everything in that town to get that kind of time out of it. So yeah, Dalton, that is my biggest uh, question as well. Uh, his biggest fear isn't anything about the game itself, but the inevitable outcry <laughs> from people who want to be the exact same game. Um, that's definitely possible. I mean, I'm I'm kind of right there with it as as I wanted to be faithful to the original, um, not to deviate and just make guesses at what things could be um he says he also cannot wait to see uh ifrit and i believe i can't either (laughs) um yeah you're you're gonna have backlash about this game you're gonna have a ton of i think people love it but you cannot please 10 million people it's just impossible. It doesn't matter what you do. Somebody's going to be upset. That's reality. So Adam has a rather uh, long comment. Let's see if I can get it all in here. Um, and it, his is actually much of the same. Is how will having a full game based entirely in Midgar change the gameplay? It's going to, I mean, it's an action RPG. So everything has changed as far as that goes. Um, that's one of my questions as well is typically... You're talking about a full-length JRPG. You're talking, I don't know, 60, 80 hours. But these are turn-based games. Is an action RPG with, obviously, much quicker battles going to still be able to have that length to it? I don't think it can. Um, He says, in the original, the game did not open up until after leaving Midgar and heading to Calm. Even the story didn't truly up until Cloud uh, tells his enthralling story. Um, Plus, Midgar is a is whole included significant time away from main characters as well as completely comparatively light combat encounters while you're kept busy in areas like wall market where things can be a little fetch questy. Absolutely. Um, combat definitely is limited in those first couple areas. It's a little bit of hand holding, and I think they can expand upon that. They've already kind of said that like with the train graveyard, that that's going to be greatly expanded upon. Um, the sewer, I'd say the sewers before that's going to be much. I, I think they're just going to flesh out everything a lot more. Maybe get to uh, explore more of the Shinra building uh, in that mission uh, on the way from uh, Sector 7 to 6 or whatever they end up going through. You know, all that stuff. That's going to be. Exp- it's just going to be much more fleshed out. You're not going to talk about one or two screens and then you're <laughs> to the next sector. I think it's going to be a lot more to do with that uh, he says i think they'll have to change to make our experience up quite a bit in order to flesh out the game into an entire lived-in world but i worry about finally introducing this remake with an entire game where we will never get to explore the world it's a tall task the huge finale in the shinra building should be pretty bonkers though absolutely it should be my one of my biggest questions has to actually do with that uh final assault on the building and without ruining for anyone who's not played the game that came out 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> it'd be hard to listen to a JRPG podcast in 2020 and not at least have some experience. So the final character that we've not seen red 13, when are we going to see him and how awesome is he going to be? Um, it's a little weird that we've not seen him yet. Odd. And then, uh, the, let's just say the boss battle in the elevators. How is that going to work? So, you know, if I recall correctly, uh, you're basically Barrett's the only one that can attack because it's long range and everybody else just uses their magic. So that's going to be a little bit of a different fight. They're going to have to completely reimagine how that's going to work. Let's see, they're going to somehow be in one big elevator. I'm not real sure. So, yeah, the, definitely some questions 
that I have. How does Midgard get turned into a whole game? There's only one way to find out. We're going to have to wait till April 10th. But that was fun. I'm glad you guys had some some good ideas. And uh, I share them as well with you. So, our last segment. <laughs> Let's talk about my top 10 uh, JRPGs. Uh, this was not an easy list to make. As there was definitely a few that I felt like could be in that top 10. Um, and then it was really tough ranking them. I, I, you know, I think previously I have shied away from getting a physical rank and just giving to them in no particular order. I felt like this one deserved a ranking, um, because I don't, that's purely because it's anticipation, right? Um, is not my opinion on, you know, these, these, Games came out, and this this is the best one. But this one is not as good, even though you love that game and I don't. <laughs> um, so I gave a physical top 10 in order list. We'll go over about halfway through the ones that did not make it in. And keep in mind, this is my list. It's not yours. It doesn't matter <laughs> if, our, if we don't have the same top 10. That's okay. Um... So, let's get to it. At number 10, my most 10th most anticipated game for 2020 is Fairy Tale. This has a World Ride release on March 19th of this year. Koi Tecmo and Gust are bringing this one out. <clears throat> uh, at the moment, I, I believe this will be the final roster. It has 12 characters. Of course, it's based off the popular manga and anime of the same name, but this one looks like to have a uh, original story being told in it within those parameters. The group of adventurers, uh, they call themselves guilds, and they earn money and fame by completing job requests. Uh, it's going to come out for PS4, Switch, and of course on Steam. And I think I'm looking forward to it the most. I've always enjoyed Gus games. They're, they're Some people clearly don't like them. Um, I have no, I've never seen the anime, so it's not like I'm a fan of it and can't wait for it. I just think it looks like a really incredible game and it's magic based. And as I've stated before, magic kind of takes a back seat in some of these games and you just kind of plow through with your swords and, and other weapons. And while those are certainly in this game, I think it's an interesting take on it. Uh, Turn-based battle system, so you've got me there. Uh, Great-looking character models with magic-based fights. Sure, sign me up. And and put me down at number 10, so it's not like I'm logged into it. I mean, coming out March 19th, there's no way on the planet I'm getting this game (laughs) when it comes out. It is just the... Oh, even with the delay, not uh, not the best time for your uh, game to come out. Number nine, okay, not out of Japan, but a JRPG through and through. For me, my number nine is Christ Tales, being developed by Modus Games and Dreams Unincorporated, S Y C K. This is coming out. Just has a twenty twenty. Release date, nothing firm yet. There's going to be a few of those on this as uh, I don't, it wasn't my top 10 games with a, <laughs> a absolute release date is what games are supposed to come out this year. Uh, this one's going to come out for PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and PC via Steam. Um, the thing uh, with these, I definitely tend to go towards turn-based battles. That is my preferred uh, battle system. I still love action RPGs. That's fine. This one has a very unique one, though, incorporating time bending. Players interact with the past, present, and future at the same time, not only in the exploration of the city, it kind of has that triangle um, where the present is in the future, right in the middle of the screen. The left is the past and the right is the future that you can see at all times. Battles are the same way. So 
I think the example that I I saw was if you go in the past and throw like a poison attack on an enemy and then go into the present or future, well, the, that poison is going to have affected them quite a bit over that time. Um, I just think it's a very unique system. I think it's going to be very difficult for them to pull off properly. Um, they're trying something very ambitious, but I can't wait to try this. Uh, this is definitely a love letter to classic JRPGs, and the art style is gorgeous. I just, I, I really, really like games like that with a unique art style that really just draws you in. So Christ Tales at number nine, one I'm definitely looking forward to and would love to see a firm release date on sometime soon. At number eight, Trials of Mana. It's coming out April 24th of this year, being developed by Square Enix. It's going to come out on PC, Switch, and PS4. Of course, this is the complete HD remake of Sinkin Desu <laughs> Desu 3. Um, I never played the third Mana game. Um, I do plan on picking that Switch collection up at some point to play uh, Secret of Mana as it is intended to have been played and uh, play the original Trials of Mana. But I think this one looks good. It is a um, complete remake from the uh, over-the-top RPG with multiplayer to now a single-player action RPG in third person. So they've definitely taken a bold approach in changing that. But I think they kind of saw with what they try to do with secret of mana and remade it in the same fashion. It just didn't work. Why it didn't work. <laughs> that may be a different um, argument as to uh, that. It definitely could have, but it didn't. Uh, you have six playable characters. You get to choose three of them based on those choices. The story is going to be completely different. I think that aspect is very intriguing and uh, I can't wait to kind of get into that. And also in, uh, your classes are going to not only be upgradable, but you will get to choose either that light or dark path to them. So in addition to all the uh, veritables, with uh, your characters who you pick in the story, you also have it in that light and dark path as well. The game looks very good. Looks like it's a lot of fun. Um, at number eight, I think it's properly ranked in terms of anticipation. Also, that April 24th release date, I'm probably not picking it up uh, the day it comes out. But it will be something that I can uh, get into at some point in time. Uh Number seven is going to disappoint at least one person that I can think of. Uh, it may disappoint a few other ones that's, that you're going to say, ah, it's too low. James, what do you got down there for? And I, I'll explain why. Number seven is Persona 5 Royal. Coming out on uh, March the 31st of this year. And while I say I am, it's not number one on my list, it's probably going to be the next game that I buy and actually play the day that it comes out. So that should speak to something as well. Whereas, you know, I just mentioned these other two title or three games with firm release dates, two of them, Trials of Mon and Fairy Tale. I'm not picking those up first day. I'm getting Royal the very first day. Uh, of course, it came out last uh, Halloween in Japan from Atlas. And uh, Alice USA is doing this one. It is the uh, continuing into the third semester of the school year from January to April. New locations, new events, new combat strategies, and a lot more. Of course, that brand new character, Kasumi. Can't wait to play and see her story. There is now gun customization and just a whole list of um, improvements to the original um, which was one of the best JRPGs uh, to come out in a long, long time. You now have the gallery to rewatch movies and event scenes. Um, new strong enemies in the palaces called uh, Koyuma, as well as the new Ishi items to collect and assemble into pretty cool treasures. 
here's why it's at number seven. I've played this game before. I played this game two years ago, so it's not like it's been that long. And while I'm certainly excited to play it, it's not like it's DLC and I just get to play the new semester. You get to play it all over again. And while it's a great game and I'm looking forward to playing it again, guys, it took me 120 hours to beat Persona 5. And so this is adding a whole nother semester to it. I cannot imagine how long this game is going to be. And it's great, but the I guess this is where this is a personal thing for me. I don't have as much time as I used to have for video games. I have an hour, maybe two at night after the day is done to play. I don't have hundreds of hours to devote to super long games. So I, I cannot wait to play this game, but I know it's going to take a long time. There's that big game coming out on April 10th. That's going to completely interrupt it. So there's a lot of factors going into why this is only at number seven. And I hate to be that way, but that's just uh, the reality of the situation. Um, and as you can hear, I went old school and actually wrote these things down. <laughs> you hear the page uh, turning or not. Yeah, that, that's pretty loud. Um, let's go ahead and talk about all the ones that didn't make it. As I kind of feel like a lot of these you've probably seen on YouTube more than a few top 10 most anticipated lists. Um, and maybe I can, well, maybe I'll do a few, let's do a few more that you may not know if they're in there or not. I kind of feel like there's five titles, give or take, that's on everybody's list. So it's not going to surprise anybody, but let's do a few more, um, that may not be in there was for me. Number six is Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Right now, it just has a 2020 release date from Monolith Soft. I feel like this one's going to come out a little bit sooner than we anticipate. Um, I'm thinking summer for this one. Now, it's a little bit higher on my list for a couple factors, right? Um, I never played it on the Wii. I wanted so bad to play it on 3DS. And, of course, it was one of the few titles... That required the, quote, new 3DS. The uh, the one that I had would not play it. And it just, I couldn't justify buying another system to play a game that, there was only a handful of games that required that system. That was kind of a mistake on their part. Um, <clears throat> and while I regretted missing it at that time, I feel like we're going to get it by far the best version of it. Um, I've watched a trailer for the original Wii release in 2011, and boy, does it look like a Wii game. <laughs> it's, there's no, it's not pretty. So this game, using the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 engine, it looks up to par. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is my favorite game on the Switch. It's, it's not a Zelda game. It's not Breath of the Wild. How dare you say such a thing, James? It's my favorite game. I put so many hours into that thing. I loved it. So, getting to play the game that came before it and getting to learn more in that world, I'm all about that. I think it sounds like so much fun. I just hope we get a release date here fairly soon. Let's do two more because they may not uh, be in everybody's top and certainly maybe not in this list um, in this order. Number five for me is Persona 5 Scramble the Phantom Strikers. Uh, it'll be coming out in Japan on February 20th. Still no firm Western release date. Um, again, we're probably looking at late spring at the earliest i'm thinking more early summer to late summer alice is developing this with the help of omega force the um high rule warriors model the old dynasty warriors idea 
of action RPG with tons of enemies on the screen, flashy combat, changing the persona battle system from turn-based into an action RPG looks to be working fantastically. Um, if you'll notice, there was one little thing that definitely came up that this, you know, this is kind of a sequel to persona five. Whereas, um, Royal is going to tell that third semester story from January to April. This one is set in the summer preceding all of that. So story-wise, it is absolutely a sequel. It's just changing the combat system. Um, the only thing that came to the top of mind, and I'm sure there's others was for me, think back to like persona Eve while, you know, first one was, uh, and it had action elements to it, but by and large, it was turn-based. And then to persona, Parasite Eve 2 was straight action with RPG elements to it. Didn't like that one. But uh, <laughs> this one looks much better uh, <laughs> from from that perspective. And I just cannot wait to control all the characters directly. Uh, flying around the screen, doing all kinds of crazy combat. The new character of Sophia looks like a lot of fun. Um, I just, I'm very excited about this game. I'm much more excited about this one than I am about Royal, and I kind of feel bad about that. But it just kind of is much more grabbing my attention. Plus, I've not played it before. It does, you know, it is a sequel in terms of story as well. It looks like it's got all the right elements. Looks like a lot of fun. So number four, I think is by far the biggest, maybe not by far, but it's definitely, it is questionable to come out this year, but in my heart of hearts, I think it's going to, and that's grand blue fantasy relink from Psy games. It does have a release date of a window of 2020. So it's on the list and I'm just, I'm hyped for it. Every little bit I see about it gets me more and more excited to want to play it. While it is action, you know, I do prefer turn-based. It's It looks so fast and fluid and fun. I can't get over that. It is based off the anime and popular mobile game, Grand Blue Fantasy. Uh, of course, Platinum Games did uh, develop this one in the beginning before heading off reigns uh, to Psy Games. And the longer it's went on, you're kind of seeing maybe why that happened the platinum had a contract for a set amount of time the development cycle was going to go way past that and they just couldn't couldn't stay on uh for that long of a period of time um it's definitely one of those games that i think like once you see it it kind of speaks for itself it has that fantasy feeling of like the early final fantasy games for me with all the airships um the towns just have this alive feel to it. Um, when you walk around, it really feels like you're exploring this, this amazing fantasy world. And it's been a long time since I've seen that and wanted to experience it in a game. Will it make it out this year? Only time will tell, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed um, that it actually does. Um, let's quickly talk about the games that did not make the list. Cause I think you can guess at, uh, the final, uh, three that I have as this podcast is going long. We're going to be close to an hour. Uh, here's quickly the ones that didn't make it. Arc of Alchemist, Brotherly Default 2. Guys, that was like number 11. You just can't, they can't all make it in. That's just the way it goes. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, Haven, Langrisser 1 and 2 Remake, RPG Maker MV, Death End Request 2, uh, Secure Wars, Sword Art Online, Lisization Lycris, VVV Tunia, and Yakusu Like a Dragon. Uh, not to mention, I guess, I don't think these games are coming out this year, but they have been announced of uh, the, the Legend of Heroes with its sequel and uh, Crossbell series. Obviously, those are games that I want to play. They're not coming out this year. I just don't not, uh, I don't see any way that actually, um, actually happens. <laughs> but you, you never know. At number three, Tales of Arise. Uh, 
has a release date of 2020. If you saw one of my earlier speculation, I made a video as well as talked about it here. I think this game is actually going to make it out this summer. Um, it got that listing uh, in Korea. We've not heard a whole lot about it, but I really hope that it makes it out. This is the 25th anniversary of Tales, so I believe it's important to them that it comes out in 2020. Guys, do you know this is the 17th in the mainline series? That's pretty incredible. I did not realize it's quite that high of a number. So far, we just know the two main characters, Alfin, who comes from Donna. He feels no pain. And then Shion from Rena, who inflicts pain. Inflicted with that thorns weird thing going on obviously they've talked about there's going to be more characters to be introduced they're just kind of holding back on any of that stuff um this feels like it's going to be a big reveal at e3 like it did last year with that possible they're targeting a world worldwide release date so that would be a perfect time while all eyes are on them to announce such a thing a lot of people are excited about new tales games i've been a lifetime fan, so I cannot wait for that. Here's where it gets dicey. There's nobody on this planet I think that's not going to have FF7 Remake as their most anticipated. But actually, it's not for me. It's number two. Square Enix is remaking one of the most beloved games of all time. It is finally going to get in our hands on April 10th of 2020, which, oh, by the way, if you're worried, we didn't talk about it earlier, one of the fears of it getting delayed again. I have zero fear of it getting delayed again. Remember, April is the end of the fiscal year. This game has to come out in April. It has to come out or Square Enix will miss all kinds of financial um, benchmarks that it sets for itself. What needs to be said about the game that hasn't already been said? Absolutely nothing. The only reason why it's at number two is, I mean, we have played this game before. While it is a remake, it's still going to be the same story, and it's not the whole game. We're talking about a multi-episode game that Lord knows when we're going to get a conclusion to. I'm so hyped for it, but let's just skip to number one, because if it comes out this year, which it needs to come out this year, my most anticipated game will be Trails of Cold Steel 4. So the reasons why it's number one will explain why FF7 Remake is number two for me personally. I've been invested in Trails of Cold Steel for a long time now the story that it is telling is now over hundreds of hours you i've played one and two multiple times i'm getting close to the i'm in the final dungeon of part three if you add them all together i mean i'm talking 300 hours plus of of game time in this series in this story that has been building and building and getting bigger and bigger and these characters that I know so well and love. The story is going to finally come to a conclusion in part four. I need to know that story conclusion. I, I, <laughs> It needs to happen this year. There's no reason for it not to in this year. The game has been out in Japan forever. NS America needs to bring this game out. And I need to know how the story ends. Um. You know, it'd, it'd be like if, uh, you know, you watch the first two Lord of the Rings and Return of the King doesn't come out for another two or three years. You're sitting there just waiting and you're waiting and you know the story you want it to end. And I guess I could learn Japanese and, and go get that import, but that's not really what I want to do. I love every aspect of this game from battle system to the characters to all the story stuff that's going on, to the upgrades. just I love this series so much, I need to see it done. And that's the only reason why 
it's not. <laughs> wow, FF7 Remake Part 1 is not number one. You're not. I, I can't imagine anybody else not having it at number one, but for me, it's just not. And I'm sorry if that hurts anybody's feelings that it's not number one, but i got to be honest with myself, and that's just the way I feel. So this might have been the longest episode ever of the JRPG Report. I'll have to go back and <laughs> check the official uh, logs, but over an hour doesn't happen very often if ever before hope you guys have enjoyed it don't forget to get onto facebook and let me know why i'm a big dummy for not having ff7 remake as number one that's fine you can have your opinions we've all got them uh follow us on facebook uh, give us a like there follow us on twitter at jrpg report on youtube give us a review wherever you listen to it at and I'm still accepting listener support. You can do that at the bottom of each episode or send me a send me a message. I will let you know how you can do that. But I'm done talking. I'm sure you're done listening. So until next week, guys, we'll have some more fun stuff to talk about on the next episode of the JRPG Report. Until next time, get back out there and level up.